Oh, we're back. It's yes. another Tuesday. Nerds it around. Hello. Welcome back, guys. Hello, hello. What's up? What's up? It's your boy Law. It's your boy Sebastian. Anybody tone from across the hall. And we're here to talk <clears> about that third episode of Mando. But before we get into the Mandalorian, just a quick few announcements. So, first announcement is we're live every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Friday, we are going to drop a new episode. This week's episode, we get to talk to Matt Shore about his Kickstarter uh, for the... Um, oh, damn it. It's in the description. Uh, it's Monster Hunter for Hunter Hire. For hire. Monster go. Hunter for Hire is in, the, is in the description below. Also, to shout out to Wayward Raven. You can also go in the description to get the Kickstarter for Wayward Raven as well. These guys are going for a push. And every Saturday, we just dropped episode three. Episode four is coming out for Beyond Studios, the Medusa Cascade. Make sure to listen in on oh, your favorite lateral song. damage. Yes. So make sure you listen. Also, so- I dropped uh, today because it's been sitting in my Dropbox for forever. The uh, What's Your Story season finale or preseason finale for the Nerds of the Round. So I have Tone and Seabass on that. Uh, you guys I mean, can go check out my podcast. Oh, man. Part that was, one of that. That was so that long was, ago. That was, that was so long ago, COVID. but it was good. It was good. It was, it I was, was really good. I listened back to it. I loved it. Um, I wanted to give you a special shout out on that one, but, you know, you went into it. There oh, you go. My bad, yeah. My bad, my bad. yeah, you can do it. Go ahead. Well, special go. shout out. So if you guys you haven't listened to Tales by Law, you could go to any of your favorite um, podcast app, Anchor, Spotify. Um, he did a great interview with me and Tone. It, it felt, um, and you hit a lot of great questions on that interview. We got deep into it, and there was just a lot of reminiscing and all that. Uh, and me and Tone going, damn, season, we're a bunch of weird fellas. <laughs> the actual season finale uh, will drop on Sunday. So let's get into what everyone is here for, The Mandalorian. So, Tone, uh, you know the warning. Ah, yes. Uh, we are in a spoiler full zone, so Tony Stark has died. There you go. All right. So um, how did you guys feel about this episode of The Mandalorian, episode three? I I, I, I mean, it was the shortest episode we've gotten so far. I'm so bummed. Yeah, it was I'm so... so bummed we're doing this again. They're doing this again. They start with 54 minutes, then 45, then 35. I'm like, right. man. I was so confused because I like, I so let me backtrack. So I watched season one, uh, season two, episode one, not realizing that like the season before we only had 30 minute like episodes so i'm just watching going this is great this is great the next one was like 45 this one said 38 and then you mentioned that they're doing longer episodes and i'm like why is it so short i don't like it It, it's it's really coming out to be it may be one of those things where like they filmed the entire thing Mm -hmm. and then they edited it down to be episodic so like the self-contained stories of the episodes are uh, are there you know other pieces which would make yes, I mean. um, more sense? I mean, it's still annoying because I really I like that one hour of Mando. I mean, you know, but they're saving, uh, yeah, they're saving it for the they're saving it for the DVD. Get the extended cut DVD now. But um, Ooh, I this love a Disney Plus exclusive. Like, nah, <laughs> who, who buys DVDs? Fashion like, does. You got to look at his collection. He has so many. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I mean, so. fair, same, but like, all right. I love the reference though. We did get a reference of an ATAT because a- the ATAT is probably one of the only four-legged walkers we've kind of seen in the Star Wars universe that's probably there. Um, you kind of saw one as a crane when they were lifting his ship up out of that emergency landing, which again, never let Mando park um at all <laughs> or dock your, your ship. Yo, it, I mean, his ship was held together by duct tape. Like, yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it, no, no, no. At the end, it was held together by no, duct tape. It's held together no. by seaweed. Going in, it was, you know, it was bad. It was not. It was not a good look for him. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I really, I really enjoyed this episode. I feel, uh, as a person who has not watched the Clone Wars and who is in season two of Rebels, I feel like this, this episode would have had way more of an impact for me if I had watched those animations. Um, just yeah. the reveal of Bo-Katan being involved in the in the live action series. I think it was said that she was going to be involved, but just kind of seeing it, because I was watching it not sure who she was until so, the end when she's like looking for the Darksaber and I had read about the Darksaber and all that other stuff. I was going to say, there. Uh, yeah. I think Variant did, a, um, did an episode about the Darksaber where they explain like its story about like its origin and whatever the case is. And that 
kind of gave me information about her. So it, it wasn't as like jarring when I did see her eventually. I'll send you I'll send you a link for the video. But um, cool. it essentially means we just have to start binging and put uh, the old, uh, you know, animated universe of Star Wars on our watch list. Yeah, yeah they, they're taking mostly a lot. me and you tone because who knows how long it takes hey, before hey, this one hey, gets to it. Hey, hey, hey! I'm telling anyway, the truth. Yeah. Anyway, no, I mean Rebel, Rebels is Rebels is really good. Um, I, I really enjoy Rebels. Me and me and me and Tonya watch it, but mm -hmm. uh, I tried watching Clone Wars, and you know, it's just it's it's really long, and it gets it's a little campy in the beginning, from what I understand, but then it gets really good in the middle and the end, and that's kind of where it picks up. So I'm not at that point yet. So I'm still at but that like that campiness of it. Uh, but I love that they're doing a lot of references to the shows. Half the season of, of uh, Clone Wars. Oh, we just got. Yep, here we go. Watch Rebels. Yes, we will. Yes, yes. <laughs> we will. It's, it's it's on the list. Yes, I have to, uh, we're, oh, we're on. I have to start from Clone Wars. Sean says you don't have to, yeah. like to talk about the show as he's a big man. Wow. What's up, Charlie? Uh, wow. Wow. You can okay. leave. You can leave. <laughs> but um, but um, I don't. I don't need, we don't need more. that negativity in our show. <laughs> Not at all. But getting back <laughs> to it, I mean, who invited him? <laughs> it it still shows the world building that they're doing because like you get into this dark dank town of the harbor, the, all the grays and everything. This is another new like scene is that we get the, in the Star Wars universe, and is I feel that all the planet that uh, Admiral Akbar is from. That's why I want. That's what I really think because you see yeah. a lot of his uh, people from his race there. Yeah, and, and, and you see the the money used is the the calamari flan from episode one yeah. of season one, where uh, Mando's like, I can't do nothing with this. This shit is garbage. But then it gets a, it comes back in this in this episode uh, when he's paying off the guy. He's like, Yo, can you fix my ship? He's like, Nah, I can't fix it, but I can make it fly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he made it fly. He did. Well, yeah. Okay. But sure. Yeah. That was rough. That was rough. It, yeah, that was, it was a rough. That was build. like. That was like you going to ask like your cousin, like, yo, I gotta get this fixed. He's like, yo, don't worry about it. I got a guy. And then you get the guy, you're just like <sighs> That's not the vibe, man. <laughs> but again, it, it, your, your cousin I automatically into, failed the vibe check. But I want to get back into like how this town was built and everything because um again, we when you look at the Star Wars trilogy, we don't get to see many towns, we don't get to see many worlds. With Mando, you are getting to see more and more different places, different worlds. This looks like this was General Akbar's home. Um, and it's just like that overall feeling, it just felt like what a space harbor town would look like on a water planet. And I felt like they captured that perfect for me. Yeah, no, 100 percent I mean, the setting, the settings that the show does is just top top notch you really feel involved um in the setting that mando goes into you know with the costume design and all of the different kinds of aliens because i think mandalorian does its damnedest to include all of the star wars uh races and like just have them in their own natural just you know doing their own thing uh which is something we don't really get to see like you're used to seeing you know twi'leks and wookies and you know just the regular general races but like mandalorian is really big about just showing like every type of star wars race that's been in the expanded universe mm -hmm. and i i and i want to get touch up to on the happy reunion we finally get the two frogs get together who was voiced by the same guy who uh is doing the voice of the female frog which again he has also done work for multiple multiple star wars uh animations but again just to get that work that's pretty dope shout out to voice actors getting the work out there but um yeah the the reunion and then the child savagery of always wanting to eat these kids it's it's like it never stops <laughs> i i, I want to see how it plays to like because again we don't know a lot about yoda and his race of people we've only seen yoda as far as i can remember yep Yep. So, oh, and like, Yoda and Yaddle. Right. So we've we've only seen like those two, but there's never been any indication of like this like eating everything and always being hungry thing. I would assume this is more because he is a child, so I'm giving it that. But I see it's so like like such a stark contrast between like Yoda and this child, <laughs> like you know, where it's just like <laughs> I have no like you know like care of like. Oh, that's that's a life. Nah, like, yeah, I'm just going I, for it. 
I think it's a, a power thing because if you notice, I mean, it, it to me, it's like this. It feels like when we look at Dragon Ball Z, Goku, he's eating everything. When you look at um, other characters who are like powerful, they're eating everything. So this character is probably just powerful and hungry. <laughs> but here's Alex. <laughs> that'd be that'd be that'd be interesting to see if. Uh... <laughs> yes it would be just her breaking out into song oh, that oh, that you know you know you know every show has a musical episode that would be hilarious but i know that's not gonna happen no it definitely yeah. would it would definitely take me out I'm, I'm happy you know i'm happy with the imagination and maybe alex maybe singing it himself but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't need the uh the i don't need john farver to waste screen time on that we barely get enough screen time as it is <laughs> so right away shout out to sasha Banks. she uh lawrence what was her name that she was credited in it again um she was credited as uh mercedes Varnando. Uh, is that her is that her government that's probably her government name which i'm going to assume but yeah. because wwe owns the rights to sasha banks that's the oh, name that they have but um she played casca reeves then katie sackoff who people know as amulet black in the flash but she's also voiced the character of bo katan crease they let's give her credit for where credit due where credit is due for most nerds it's not from the flash let's no, no. she also goes back to battlestar galactica if you want to get nerdy with almost it. every nerd <laughs> in the world is about to come for our throats because you were like, oh yeah, she's so and so no, she, flash. She's but no, I mean this Long is before like before the flash was a thing. She was uh captain on Battlestar Galactic, a show that I didn't watch. Exactly. But I just know the nerds in the multiverse were just like no, she is first crush, you know. She no definitely she is brought up, she has cr- worked on so many different characters in sci-fi mm-hmm. and the fact is this the reason why i'm pointing to her work at star wars um is because um again she voices the character and i was like i thought that that was cool you're getting the voice actress to now play this character who also if you look at her resume she has a long re- list of resume of characters from comics sci-fi and everything that she has played and then you had simon cassinatus he played um the third mandalorian that was there mm-hmm. And when we get introduced to them, we learn something new about Mandalorian lore is that there was actually two factions because when he saw them take off their helmets, he was like, oh, wait, no. well, well, why are you taking off your helmets? And he questioned that. It is something that is apparent um, in uh, Rebels. So they mentioned that in Rebels. It's the only reason why, again, I know this is because I watched the um, the uh, why her character and the Darksaber is relevant. Um, but uh, those Mandos uh don't have a problem they it, they mention it in the episode yeah. like we don't follow the old ways and the old religion and old teachings like that's like you know super yeah. what, what was the word she used like not archaic but like zealots it was like right. zealots it was like you she know it's kind of like relig- religion cultists and stuff like that that's basically what she was going with that's yeah. how i talk it but it's like she said that he's part of a clan co- or an order called the watch which is something that is like Oh, okay, so they're going really deep in building the Mandalorian lore. And then I like with her character, especially what we got, was that she it's like you could kind of take her a little bit as an extremist, but in the way she's trying to unite and build the world of Mandalore again, and that they both have a common enemy that united them um in that, that front. That sounds that sounds mighty Khaleesia for I mean, I wouldn't say it's a super <laughs> extremist. Is, uh... You know, when she's going after the Empire and doing what she has to do and she's trying to bring her people back together and taking back what's, you know, what's hers by rights. Oh, the mighty Khaleesi, sir. <laughs> Just saying. But it's like, yeah. it, it, there's a lot more with that. That I want to see more. I want more Bo-Katan. Um, she, she did, she, when Mando worked with her, she lived up to, you know, her bargain, which shows you again that she does believe, and especially when she looked at him that this is the way. I was like, oh, okay, there we go. There we go. They they about to get together and fuck shit up this season. That's what they're about to do. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was just good for him though, just to you know, just to meet just to meet different Mandalorians that are like right. outside of his of outside of the watch, just to like open up his perspective on what his you know his race is. Or not his race, his, his, his place, his place in this whole thing of being a Mandalorian, especially since he was a foundling himself. Um, you know. But Casca Reeves is about to become everyone's favorite because what was it? She jumped into that pit 
with that water pit to go save uh the the child from oh, that, yeah. that creature that oh, snatched yeah, him yeah. up. She was like, "Oh, I'm going in. I got this. Uh, don't worry about it. It's all good. I got this." <laughs> With ease, yo. Seriously, and like, how shady was that shit? They like, opened it up. It's like, oh, you want to watch it get fed? And oh. then he just hockey sticks the <laughs> hockey sticks yo. Baby Yoda into the water. Yeah, I'm like, Baby Yoda, like, son of a bitch. Like, what? And it wasn't even for the. And like, I thought they were going after the child. So I was like, all right, they're going after the child. They were like, that Beskar steel is gonna be worth a lot. I was yeah. like. Yo, and then and then like the oh, thing I really what I really love about the show, and they've they've done it since last season, is like yo, Mando gets his ass kicked. Man. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he he he's gets not, his ass kicked. He, goes like, through it. he is not like you know impenetrable, or I mean, I mean the best car makes him impenetrable, but you know, like what we saw in the uh in the fighter uh in the ship when all the he's getting blasted by the stormtroopers. But you. you know, he's just they he's just taking warriors. it. They are great warriors, and he is a great fighter. Like we've seen him do awesome shit but it was really dope like every once in a while to see him get knocked down a peg because it's like you know oh, you know what I, I, you know i like that the Bascar steel is a is legitimately plot armor because he's not going to get killed you know <laughs> <laughs> but literally though that's the first time that stormtroopers hit anything yo, <laughs> facts. Even, yo facts they facts. even joked about yo. it in this episode how like oh stormtroop oh yeah they can't hit the um, side of a of a banton or something like that. What was it? They oh, they stormtrooper joke. Hilarious though. Yeah, and and still you're seeing him miss, but then he's running in the hallway. He's like, oh, they're actually hitting him right now. Yeah, <laughs> also, I wanna I wanna go like fast forward a little bit in the episode. I know this episode isn't long itself, but uh, your boy who was the imperial captain yeah. and like like made the decision. Like uh, John Carlo came on the screen. And he was like, nah, it's a dub. He was like, I bet, say less. Pop, pop. And like, there was zero hesitation. And I was like, oh, your man's is with the shits. Like, he's 100% like for the Empire. Got yep. it. Yep. Then, it's like, yo, it, 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 yo like uh, I was if, like, nah. If Gideon tells you to jump, you ask him how high. <laughs> 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 but peep, but peep the, the gangster, your man was like, she was like, talk, give me information or I'll kill you. He was like, if I survive here and get back to him, I'm still going to die. And it was, <laughs> yo, was like, yep. bro, yo, so, so unnecessarily gangster. Like, mm-hmm. yo, the moment that the other Imperial um, commander had locked down the Mandalorians and the guy was like, okay, yeah, so where did you lock them down? Oh, we locked them down to dock controls. He's like, <laughs> okay. And then he was like, Two seconds. It's like, wait, where did you lock them again? <laughs> where did you lock them again? Yep. Nah. Yo, yep. You, see, you saw like the 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 moment where he was like, "All right, we're gonna hold him down." Blah blah blah. He's getting he's getting shoot stuff. And as soon as they started shooting, and his boy next to him got blasted, he was like, "Nah, lock this shit down." And started crawling into a corner. Shut all this shit down. I don't want. Nope. I don't want none of the smoke. And everyone, you don't, you like, don't want it. You know, I love how it's like, how many are there? There's like 20. Like, <laughs> no, nah, there's, there's four. There's four. There's four. four. <laughs> that, yo, that had some 20. There's a squad of 20. Isn't that a callback? Because technically, like, the, the strength of a Mando is supposed to be, like, equivalent to whatever men, however many men. I mean, they're supposed to be, like, you know, super, super fucking Superior strong. fighters and whatnot. I mean, uh, yeah, and I guess you have the best car steel and all that stuff, too. I mean, they're, you know. But they're a training, they're a training society fighting society so right. usually you know you've got that edge when you've been learning to fight and survive for all all of your life Listen, versus, it, versus these people who just got recruited for the empire but shout out to, to, get, Tal- to get out of student debt you know <laughs> <laughs> I need to pay my loans <laughs> yo yo <laughs> Shout out to Titus Welliver who played the Imperial Captain. He's been in a number of stuff too, he's like Red Two and all that. Guy, he's always. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got that look though. He's got that look, that that demeanor, that gravitas. Yeah. As, like as not like the main bad guy, but like the number two. But yeah. like you know, he holds it down. Yeah. But you need a number two. You need I, a also, good number two. He also has like enough of like that. Uh, I don't give a fuck attitude to play like that kind of role. Yeah. Like, where it's like. I I know I know what needs to get done. Like he's like the perfect henchman, like you know, associate kind of person. Yes, yes. 
But it's like, where do you think they get their henchmen? Hunchmen are us. That's it. But other than that, I mean, it's it's going back. I like the relationships that we're starting to see more and more of. Um, we get the name drop for Rosario Dawson's character, so the Jedi. That yep. Is it so, confirmed? Confirmed that she's actually yes. yes. Yeah, yes. it was confirmed. Yes. Oh, it got it got it got leaked. I would say in the summer that that they had casted her for uh, Ahsoka Tano, and that she was gonna. And I think they had said previously to casting Rosario Dawson, they said that Ahsoka Tano was going to be in the second season of the Mandalorian. So um, it'll be very, 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 very cool to see a Where? Jedi in. Uh, in this, it's still yeah. tied to a Skywalker, but still, uh, you know, loosely, yeah, well, not, not even loosely, uh, but uh, where in the timeline is this again? Because it's still, it's, uh, it's after, New Hope. it's no, it's after, um, it's after the original return. trilogy, it's after yeah. return. Because oh, remember, the, the empire has fallen. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so I'm trying, yeah, to, I was like, trying to place how old she would be because she was really young, like. She was she was a child in the beginning of the Clone Wars and the right. Clone Wars series, and then um, so also I would say too, like how old maybe how old Obi Wan was? Yeah, in but also episode too, three, maybe a little bit older. Okay, but also too, you would do it like this way is because you know these are different races; they can age differently than humans, so they can yeah. also play that card too. But someone, um, someone broke down like why Obi Wan could have been that old compared to everyone else. And it was like you figure he's on a dry desert planet. Uh, war like ages people. Trauma ages people. So like you know he's been yeah. doing stuff. And he's not really living in the uh, in the, the, best, the best parts of uh, Tatooine. He's living in the caves and shit. Yeah, living in the caves, tr- Wa- straight with, watching uh, watching Luke and Lars and the other in the and the other lady. <laughs> but um, I mean it. it there's just a lot that they're doing with this show, and I'm, I like I said, the se- the first season gave us a, a lot of great stuff, introduction, but now we're starting to dive favorite. more into the um, Star Wars realm um, that we haven't seen before, and I kind of like the fact that we're getting stuff we, from the I, Rebel show. We have seen it though. We like no, we've seen it in the in the cartoons. Seen, we see, haven't seen it live action, and we haven't yeah. seen it this expanded on. I think I feel like we've gotten like taste of it with the with the cartoon animated shows and we've got it expanded on in legends or, or the stuff that like is pre whatever retcon has been retcon previously yeah. yeah 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 but now it's like all right this is proper canon which is really dope but it yeah. leaves me it, it still leaves me with this is that you know um there's some stuff that definitely should work that works better as shows and i'm glad they didn't do this as a movie like yeah, i feel like, like for example and i'm gonna stand in the soapbox yeah, han solo han solo but should have been a, a show it should have been a show in mandalorian is kind of showing that yeah like not everything needs a movie you're telling a deeper story and these feel like mini movies that you're watching by the way and it was like it goes back to watchmen watchmen i'm glad they did it as a show which i finally watched yes i watched it <laughs> thank you so um i'm sorry as so of like eight shows that you still need to catch up on i know but, but like to your to your point i think i think like all of these uh stories that are telling a character telling about a character just their growth and their process is better as a series like I agree. Solo should have been a movie because, like, you're not really invested in any of the characters in Solo, and then they just throw in the kind of the Darth Maul reveal that they don't really big, they don't, they don't build on. Aside, unless you like really know the cartoons and know yeah. what happened with Darth Maul, but uh, but versus, um, oh man, oh my God, I'm like losing it. Uh, the one where they when they get the Death Star plans. Oh, um, Rogue One. Rogue uh, One was a one shot. Yeah, that- like, Rogue, Rogue One was a one shot and a fantastic Star Wars film. Because um, it just had it, it had a, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and like kind of tied everything together. I mean, I think they killed them off, and I think that was kind of a weird way to kill them off. But I still like really enjoyed Rogue One as a standalone Star Wars movie uh, for what it did. Versus like Hot Solo's, like I can watch in the background while I'm like doing something. <laughs> it's a background you know? movie. It's a back. But- it's a background movie. But yeah, I agree. I think a lot of these stories for Star Wars. I think stories has so much that use Disney Plus and like just like fucking give us something to bite our bite our teeth into and enjoy it. Versus like the big, the big soap opera movies that we have, but like, there's a main storyline that we're gonna get, like with these yeah, new I, trilogies. I think what the studios are doing right now is that they're actually looking at the formula that Marvel's doing because Marvel's actually going to start taking advantage of the shows. We've um are going to get what WandaVision, 
we're going to get, which starts in January, we're going to get the Winter Soldier. And it's like, yeah, let's lose this to our advantage because, first of all, movie theaters, no one's going to movie theaters anytime soon. Um, and second off, it's like with streaming, you can get into so many more homes and expand on your universes and your shows. But um, at the moment, though, I want to give a big and go back to Sasha Banks. Again, I loved her character in the in, in Mandalorian. I hope we get to see more of her character. I hope this leads into more work for her because, again, um, uh, I'll, I'll tie it at WrestleGate. Love wrestling, but, you know, wrestlers anymore and i feel like she did an awesome job as this character and they wrote her in as a badass she gave the look and everything badass character and i love the fact that she's a fucking gamer she is big time gamer um and again um katie sackoff who i i want to see more of these characters coming forward and i hope we get more of them this season what do you guys take um we're definitely gonna see more like they the fact that she's so like hungry for that saber, I highly doubt that this is gonna be the only time we see her uh, this uh, this season. Uh, we will be seeing um, confirmed uh, only because I peeked at the um, the IMDb for the next episode, but I also knew this uh, prior that we'll be seeing uh, Gina Carano's character in the next episode as well. So that's gonna be dope. Um, I'm looking forward to what that confrontation with um, what is John Carr's uh, Aspiel, uh, Moff Gideon. I want to see his interaction with Bo-Katan and like see like what like that entails because they they discussed like he has the sword, but I don't know if they ever really mentioned how he ended Got up the sword. No. No, and and it may. I don't think he's a. I'm, and I could be completely wrong. I don't know if he's a character in that last season of uh, Clone Wars because I know Clo oh. the last season of Clone Wars really touches in, I believe, on the Mandalorian aspect of it and what mm -hmm. happened with Mandalore. I, you know, I could be off. I need to watch it, but I think that's what they were like, talking about. Um, but I don't know how they talk about how he how he gets it, or maybe it's one of those things where like it's a it's a it's an heirloom or an archive, and you know, Clone Wars happens so early on and as this empire you know falls it's something that he grabs or it's passed down to him to hold on to like one of those keepsakes of like whoever has this you know holds the empire some bullshit like that i don't know um because you know well, the big bads that we're seeing like we're just seeing the regular empire dudes we're not seeing anything with palpatine because he comes back like so later on and everything you know mm. so just like, them just trying to hold some sort of power in a world where like that has moved past them you know, yeah. like the New Republic is there. They mentioned in the first episode how once uh, in that place in Tatooine, when the Empire was gone, that uh, that vacuum was filled by, a, by that other group of people. So they're just kind of trying to do what they can with such a broken, uh, a broken establishment. All right, there we go. It was Rebel. Uh, yeah, it just it just gets uh, more. We are live this. on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook you guys so if you have questions on any of those feel free to reach out we are also looking to hit uh some milestones with the twitch channel so please like follow share and subscribe well, like we're hitting the 28th march so i want to do a couple of shout outs right now so in the description, we are going to give a shout out to the Ascendant issue four from Wayward Raven. Their Kickstarter is up. Come on, guys. We want to get these guys. Uh, they're doing their push goals. Anyone who supports the Kickstarter, you are getting some bonuses from them. Uh, Monster Hunter for Hire by Matt Shore. It's a Kickstarter that's almost funded. We want to get this guy fully funded, get his Kickstarter out there. We have a great episode with him that's dropping this Friday. We got to interview him last week. It's coming this Friday. And we just had a blast with that interview with Matt. At, um learning more about his characters comics what he's worked on i mean um just to throw it out there this guy wrote a cop did a comic that deals with moby dick as a zombie that's right you heard it here moby dick Listen, as a zombie if, <laughs> if moby Seriously. dick wasn't as much of a nope as it already is just adding to the fact that he's a zombie is like nah i'm not here i'm not here for that good time that that is not a good time sir so let's let's see but i mean seeing that we're getting a lot of stuff from rebels um and also too don't forget we're getting a new star wars animation which is called we're, the bad batch we're getting a new star wars animation and we still are also getting the obi-wan story 
Yeah, and yes. then I, I'm a, I would imagine it takes place around the same time as Mando. It it would explain his time after uh, dropping off Luke, essentially. But also, too, um, we're also getting what they said is the Boba Fett spinoff series. I mean, how um, do you see Which, these as being big crossovers too down the line um, with some of the stuff bringing in for different I things? See, I don't see why not, but like, I don't see why. Maybe not to take away Shine from Mando, but you can essentially do a side story within the Mandalorian with Boba Fett and not need to do a whole show with him. Well, they're going to do the whole show, but they already signed on for season three for the Mandalorian, which is official too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And and I feel like because Mando is doing so well, we're, we're probably going to see more spills, depending on the popularity for characters or depending on where we, because there's a lot of characters that people love. Um, yeah. And even for Boba Fett, though, we still have time. Like, yeah. Mandalorian takes place, I think, five years after Jedi. So there's five years of time that we don't know what happened. You know, okay. what. You know what did Boba Fett do? Was Bo- you know I'm assuming Boba Fett's been on Tatooine this entire time, so he didn't really go star side. Um, yeah. You know maybe maybe they do it that way. Maybe he, maybe he did. You never know. Yeah. Could have pulled no. the could have pulled the Arbor Queen left and came back. <laughs> could have. Now I'm gonna say this: Mando has great parenting skills because that starfish was coming after um, the child, and he's like, no, uh, "Not today." At the very uh, end. He has good situational awareness. Like that 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 was just a flex of the skills. Like he, yeah. has, you know, he's always so, alert. But then again, you see it, it; it's literally just a tying callback. Uh, to like season one to now of him always being on alert because they we've had people try to take off his mask and we've had you know people like you know coming up to him when he's sleeping and he's always like half like aware of the situation around them, which he has well, me, like you know yeah. given what he does. But I want to ask the dad of the group how uh, much of a dad move did that look like or feel like? <laughs> no, I mean I agree. I agree that it was definitely like you know something's going on or like just being aware of that some yeah shenanigans is going on but i'll be honest the more dad move was him eating the eggs he's like what did i tell you <laughs> <laughs> like i mean if, if, I gotta, if i gotta be honest like you know you like it may be cool to try and flex and try to grab something out of thin oh air God. but it's really you know you looking at your kid and it's like yo i told you not to do this and then you see them do it red handed, and they're like <laughs> you know like i think that's 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 a little bit more relatable than uh Oh my god! Uh, you know, grab it from the from the side. Uh, I mean, one. So, I mean, aside from that, one thing I am excited, and I hope they touch on it too, is uh, when they meet Ahsoka Tano and she sees Baby Yoda. She's a person who's interacted with Yoda, and what oh, that's gonna yeah. be. Yeah, holy shit! I did not even you know? take that into account. So like, like that revelation and maybe explaining a little bit of like, oh, I've you know, I've seen his his people before. Uh, he was a master Jedi. All this other stuff. So, I think that'll be really cool to finally have someone. Uh, Why did they assume that the Jedi, other than the fact that they know he's force sensitive, but like other than that, why do they automatically assume to give him to the Jedi? Well, I mean, if you think about it, you you think about the Empire's rule in that galaxy. A lot of people don't want to deal with the Empire. That's their, um, you know, their enemy. The other thing is that the Empire in the first season was hunting the child. Um, and wanted to use him for whatever dark ways. They would assume that the Jedi, since the Jedi helped take out the Empire, that they would be the most likely choice to probably take him to them. Okay. So that's that's the way I get it. And yeah, I think Jedi are just universally seen as just paragons of good and justice. Right. Um, you know, except they really have a lot of hubris and let the Sith take over under their noses. But you know. That's for another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got time. You can get into it right now. Go ahead. No, it's not that. I mean, fucking Luke Skywalker said it. Luke Skywalker said it. And one of the and one of the and one of the few times where we, where the last Jedi was actually a good movie, you know, um <laughs> him him talking <laughs> no. about him oh, talking him talking about the fact that the Jedi Council were just up their up their own asses, saying that they could figure everything out, and and fucking Palpatine was there under their noses, just manipulating everything around them, getting the Jedi to do whatever they wanted, and getting Anakin Skywalker to be his puppet, without them, you know, trusting or thinking anything of it, or when Anakin would speak to them about what was he really thinking, and they're just kind of brushing it off to like, emotion is bad and loving is bad and all this other stuff. So it's just it's just like. 
they got they got a little lazy. They got a little lazy. They got a little comfortable. Do you, you know? think that they're going to introduce um, what is uh, the who ends up being uh, Obi Wan's wife or girlfriend? I don't know. I mean, uh, what is her name? I don't think we. I don't. I mean, cannot canon? Does he have kids? I don't even remember if he has kids. I don't even know. I, I, I mean. I, I, people want that. People want to see Obi Wan. I mean, we all thought Ray was his kid, and that would have made yeah. more sense than the bullshit we got. So she's a Palpatine. We got to live with that now. Hint at uh, Duchess um, Satine Krizai. Cries, but I feel like he has a kid. Um, if I'm not mistaken, hold on, Obi. But yeah, also too, there wasn't much in this episode. There were some Easter eggs, but like I said, um, I mean, he's always getting attacked because of the Beskar. He they did the whole Rocketeer thing in the episode. That's and but again, it also leads back to oh wait wait. So God, I got it. Ah. So we're not gonna see her. Who am, am I thinking of the one who has um? Oh man, she has red hair and a purple saber as well. Mm. Mm. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna oh. we're gonna ask we're gonna ask Arliss on this one. Oh, Arliss. Red, red, red saber. Are you thinking Mara Jade from like the expanded universe? Yes. Oh, I think I think she a Skywalker. I either oh, she, she is a, she is a Skywalker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, that was the whole. There's a whole series of what happens with. The kids and all the other stuff. Um, the Luke kids and, and uh, Obi Wan and not Obi Wan and Han Solo and Ah, uh, okay. I don't know for yeah. some reason. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That makes more sense. Yeah, with the, was, with the lightsaber and red hair, that's Mara Jade. That's what, that's yes. what I'm thinking. If, if for some is. reason, I don't know why I thought that was uh, like him and her had a thing, but I forgot that she was a Skywalker. So that negates all of my further questions and comments. So what's everybody's expectations going into this fourth episode? Do you think that they're going to automatically give us um, Rosario Dawson as a Jedi warrior in this episode, or are we going nah. to get another many, Mando episode? This? this is, it has eight, eight episodes this eight season. Episodes? We're not getting that to like six or seven. Yeah. Like seeing her fight? Like just seeing her in general. I think we're seeing her next episode. Right? Really? I mean, they're saying the next place he's going is to go to her, and they've been pretty on point with wherever he goes tends to be like <sighs> the next episode. Unless they do like what they did uh, for episode two and three where get me to my planet with my husband, and then they do a pit stop, and then the next episode they get to the planet. Um, but I mean, we only have eight episodes left. I, I wouldn't... It would kind of be a bummer if they waited. I, mean, it I, I agree. She's not going to fight no one. I would say she doesn't fight no one until like the second to last episode. Right. But he also has to get his shit fixed. You know, because they got it. That as a story, right? He probably can't make that uh, long trip yeah. journey as it is. Uh, he still. It says he's meeting with uh, Gina Carano's character. I feel like it's not going to happen this next episode. He's probably going back to Tantooine to get his ship fixed by a reputable oh, uh, mechanic. Stop going back to Tantooine, yeah. AKA Wish Ripley. We love her. Oh, She's awesome. God. She That's kicks serious. ass. Leave that two stun planet alone. <laughs> but um, sparing no. a womp rat's ass. They better not go back to Tatooine. <laughs> Yo, he has to get. Listen, she is the most reliable mechanic. This guy, Whoa. the way he fixed his ship, so it was the like only why she's because she's the only alive mechanic right now. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. Oh boy, die! Like we was, <laughs> was good. We was good last season, and then he like they they got him clips. Like that was it. Party done. Probably done with that boat. I mean, it's it's done. Um, but yeah, they might do that. But it, with going back to Tantooine, they may end up. We could potentially see what tie in with again the whole Bubble Fett reveal that we saw in episode one. We still got to find out what happened to Agent That's May, if, Agent if, May's character, who you know. Yeah. If he goes back to Tatooine to get his ship fixed, chances are very high that he runs into uh, Boba. Yeah. Or it says Boba on the IMDb. We feel like it's Boba. We're all consensus that it's Boba. But uh, Tone, I think you were the one who brought up the point that it could be like someone else in the place. No, that was Alex. Oh, Alex. Alex said that he, Alex thinks he's a clone. 
Alex thinks he's a clone. Uh, okay. I'm on the I'm on the fence that he is a uh, he's just regular boba, and I would also say that too is because he aged regularly, like he's aging like a regular person, where the clones uh, were were had accelerated aging. Yeah, but we also like, so, like because the clones, like the clones they meet in Rebels already have like gray hair. But yeah, mm-hmm. well, what about Ming Na's character? Because we still haven't tied up anything with her. Ming Nan Wen's character, uh, okay, she, babe. She may come back to. We don't know if she left Tatooine. No, so we're, she, we're waiting for the the body that stepped over her, the shadow. Like, yeah, I think that's what we're right. that's what we're waiting on. And I think um, I think we're I think the consensus or the thought process is that it is that it is Boba Fett, and it would make sense. I mean, if they go back, they go back. It's just oh, it's just kind of like a bummer. Like they went to like two different planets and then go back to Boba. They're gonna go back to Tatooine, fix his hyperdrive, and then. You know, take the express, take take out ninety five north, and like go where we gotta go. <laughs> like, we we've established oh. that tattooing is the Bronx. I ninety five is going right through there. That's where that that is the space That's Bronx disgusting. right there, and I ninety five is going through there. That's all the space traffic. I ninety five. That is a disgusting thought, and I feel bad for anyone who has to do that. That is the most disgusting thought I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm not even a driver, and I feel so disgusted by the thought that someone Wait. has to drive in space on I-95. I mean, look, I-95 isn't bad once you get over the GW. Wait, 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 wait. I-95, the Cross Bronx. That's what we have to call it because I-95 does oh, a huge cross, track. Yeah. Cross, cross Bronx. Bronx. The Cross Bronx, Bronx is lane. its own, like, circle in hell. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's all a roundabout. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, doesn't, it doesn't sense. matter. You can go to the Cross Bronx at four in the morning, or at or or two o'clock in the afternoon, and it's still fucking traffic. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Like I said, pa- tattooing is the pit stop off of the Cross Bronx. There oh you go. God. Oh <laughs> so, my god. Yeah, it's, it's it's just it's a hilarious joke. I, I I love the fact that we we we're everybody's like dude why are we still going back to this planet oh yeah we got that agreement there we go yes <laughs> delgado knows yeah i mean Everybody. i don't know i feel like tatooine is just like this this like the heartbeat of star wars man like everything happens on tatooine everyone's like, from fucking fair, tatooine like tatooine Jesus is, the old, tatooine is the only thing that they are doing that ties everything else together I'll take it because we That's haven't true. heard mention of Skywalkers. There isn't like, like, there isn't a heavy amount of Jedi like lore like being tossed around or Sith. Like, it's literally just Tatooine, and we're like, fine, I'll take it but because Tatooine, essentially this is. And then like, and then like, they don't even stay in like Mos Eisley. They stay just leaving Mos Eisley. They go to oh, different yeah. modes. They're just yeah, like, like you're exploring more of Tatooine. It's like yeah. it, it's kind of like having to. It's kind of like having to go. To, I don't know. Dude, pick, it's it's, it's pick, like going back pick, to Pandora. Pick any state and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go to the city. Like you fly in to like somewhere and you're just like, nah, I'm gonna avoid all of that. Yeah, you just, have New York as a whole state, but like it's really New York City. Like <laughs> it's, and and like it's really like the four boroughs, you know? Like Yo, it's Stone is on a fucking like that's really today. what it is. That's really Yo. what it is, man. I mean, look, someone is on a roll today. I'm fucking here for it. Uh, you know, like maybe we'll give a we'll, we'll give a uh, an honorary mention to Yonkers, White Plains, and Central Avenue, but that's about as far as I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like oh, a New Yorker. You know? oh, wait, 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 we just getting, Naja. Shout out to you, Naja. Oh, oh. We know where you're at. <laughs> Naja, we love you, but just not your borough. Sorry. Oh, but, she's uh, in the okay section of Staten Island. But even still, like it's it's like, like oh, who's paying that fare, bro? Like, the, like you have no <laughs> business being that expensive. Like the fare has no business being that. Oh expensive. my god, you know, <laughs> like come on, man, like. <laughs> There we go. They mentioned the planet um, with two sons to Ezra, Urza, and the Rebels, so I'm hoping he will eventually become part of the show. Yes, yes, we want to see more. Someone is keeping up with the Star Wars. (laughs) We just fell off the rails. Yeah, thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. you. Oh, man. Give us an excuse to go off the rails, and we will go off off the rails. Yeah. Yeah, when our episodes get edited, woo, I feel bad. But no, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that they do bring more characters in. Um, 
because we're seeing more and more. I feel like John Favreau was like, listen, give me this. I'm going to work with this. And it's been working really well with Mando. Um, yeah, it's showing a lot of. Really, he's really him. working that sandbox to his benefit. Because there's know. so much empty space. Yeah. This is essentially for Star Wars what Gotham should have been. Oh, yeah. that the, the TV show? Yes, because Gotham should have been a blank canvas with a little bit of lore that they had established and just free world, free reign. But essentially what Gotham did was take all of Batman's rogue galleries and make it a mess of like trying to fit in his rogue gallery before he becomes Batman, which makes no, no fucking sense. John Favreau is like, yo, I have an open space and I have this lore, which I'm going to respect, but I'm not going to double down on uh, on this whole you know family that's taken over the galaxy. I'm going to double down on the Mandos and the few things that make this galaxy essentially click. Well, let's yeah. get back to um, Aurelius's um, you know, thing about Ezra. Do you think that we potentially could see him as a, a character? I feel like because he's he's potentially a big character that was in Rebels, they would announce who the actor would be playing him just like they did with um, Rosario Dawson. We didn't get much more much mention of Bo Katan. Um, I mean, he would be maybe. much he would be much older because uh, Star Wars Rebels is five years before New Hope, so he would be like super uh, established as a as a Jedi and stuff. So it would be cool. I you know I would leave it out of the imagination that it would be cool or potentially him him himself his character being just a topic of a live action or a movie or something like that. Someone kind of carrying on. The, the Jedi ways, but like in a different in a different sense, because he learned, you know, because of who he learned from, um, you know. So it would be it would be pretty I, cool. My, my also my question is, and feel free to feel free to. Yeah, Soka could name drop too. I mean, she could do that. What is like so? After the Empire falls, after the Return of the Jedi, everything happens. Uh, Luke is essentially so. Phoenix and I was supposed to look from ah. Um, Luke goes and trains more more Jedi's, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. There is a few Jedi's that still kind of exist in lore from Rebels that we're seeing. However, where are they between Jedi um, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens? Is that ever explained? Because it, it seems like I, don't think I mean, the only one I know is we have Ezra and we have Freddie Prince Jr. are the two that we see right. in the Rebels, and then you've got all of the um, the villains, whatever whatever the hell they're called, whatever their title is. I do have a small theory. I don't okay. think they're because how <clears throat> well Mando is doing and how poorly the new trilogy did. I don't think that they're going to try to tie in the new trilogy now. I think that was their original plan. I mean, there's no need to because you've got five mm-hmm. years before even anything with Ray happens or right. the First Order or any of that. I mean, they potentially could bring in the First Order because the First yeah. Order fills in fills in that vacuum that the that the Empire left and kind of what happens. Uh, but you know, you with think, it. But you do do you think with the mentions that um, Aurelius is mentioning with the names of um, Sabine, Tano, we're all thinking about Jedi's now and all that. Do you think that they may take Mando to try to give them a clean slate? Mm. Potentially. I mean, maybe, so. but it's going to be a while before this gets like clean slated, clean slated. We, also don't, um, we also don't know. We don't know what they're doing with the new trilogy that they're looking to do. Exactly. And again, I feel like they were so disappointed with how this new trilogy that they did came out and how it wasn't really um accepted by too many fans and i gotta say i think it was it was definitely that second movie that messed it up for them star wars i feel like mess up star wars franchises but the thing is this is that i don't i think with mando they're there because like they did good with um rogue one which we established that they did good with force awakens but then Han solo comes out i love i loved force awakens but force awakens was good because it was a nostalgia fix yeah it was it was a full blown nostalgia fix that we all gave a pass to. We gave a pass to Force Awakens of it being like a New Hope because the prequel trilogies were 
unfortunately garbage but then it was like all right cool we all love force awakens we're here for what jj abrams is doing some people were bitching about the fact that ray was a mary sue or whatever i don't give a shit ray was awesome she was cool um but then you had the second episode you had the second movie and like at that point now people like all right well this is now your empire you've got to do something with it you got to be different like be different than empire but keep like keep it going I think changing directors midway through was a fucking shitty idea. Or if you're going to change directors midway through, do it like how Marvel does it. Where you've got one person who's like, this is the way we're going to go. You want to see how you do it, but this is the way we're going to go. That's what happened with the first director for Ant-Man. I think it was Edgar Wright. He didn't want to go the same route they wanted to go. And they got, and they tossed him. And they got the guy who does, who did Ant-Man. And I think they kind of give Ryan Johnson his free reign to do whatever he wanted and he kind of retconned or changed it up and that we just had that whole mess it was an it was just a unfortunate beautiful disaster is what happened um so like know. but i agree I, also with law that star wars fans tend to fuck over star wars stuff you know we can all sit here and say that pedro pascal is carrying the franchise on his back but you know he also like i think what mandalorian has is you've got john favreau who i think is really good at respecting whatever he touches but then you also have uh, Dave Filoni, who is like the godfather of Star Wars at this point, you know, and like he he's been keeping everything straight when it comes to Star Wars and having those two combined is really creating a good piece. Because I don't think if whoever was writing would do something off the rails, I think they would come together and be like, we can't do that. That's not going to that's not going to flow here. Now, I don't think the movies have that. The movies just is kind of like <laughs> two movies. Yeah, it, the, the movies were, and I, I feel like it is a good way to try, because again, they said Ryan Johnson's getting his own trilogy with what we see with Mando, with how they're going to play with Jedi lore. I think this trilogy might be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm saying, like, I think that, like, it goes back to your point with they had no middleman controlling the story, and I feel that with Mando, it kind of gives a clean slate for them to be like, okay, we're building this whole universe. We can do these sets of movies because. Again, it's it's know. given it's Mando cleans the slate so much as like fixes and bridges some of the gap. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I feel like Mando is a breath of fresh air in a franchise that needed it, and yeah. it yeah. gives and it gives you just like how Rogue One did. It gives you a perspective of what Star Wars can be, and not what it has to only be. Which is Skywalkers and Jedi's, you know that. Granted, everyone loves Jedi's. Everyone loves lightsabers. We all, you know, you can take or leave the Skywalkers, and depending on your opinion. Right. But that's not all Star Wars is, because they created this vast, vast hey. universe of games and books and comics, and like, there's so much to explore. And, and to stop pigeonholing us with just one goddamn family, just right. give us Star Wars and just keep that feel, which is what the which is what Mando does. And what we want to see moving forward. But I was here for when, um, if they like kept like a uh, Star Killer as a character, I would have loved to see him in like a live action sense. Um, but even going back to like um, uh, whatever the second one of the of the latest franchise was, but essentially, I love that movie. If they would have let him double down on where he was going with it, because essentially they, he was like. Yeah, Ray doesn't have parents that are important to this like franchise. Fuck that. He was he was doing all sorts of shit, and everyone was like, "Well, what are you doing?" He's like, "You guys want a Star Wars franchise that isn't the exact ripoff of the first one, so I have to tear off that bandit." And he was starting to. Everyone got a pit, uh, like a hissy fit, and everyone like hated it. And it was like, "Yo, you can't have it both ways. You either have to like accept what I'm gonna give you." And move on, but then you get like a half finished product, which is what we got, which I was fine with, whatever. But it makes it gives no credit to part three to, to the last part because part yeah. three is trying to just recon city, <laughs> <That's> too <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. And, you know, by that time, it's whatever, you know. No, it, I, I'm with you. I, I was. And I know this isn't the last Jedi episode, but we're just, you know, just to kind of touch on it. I was, you know, there are some things with Ryan Johnson's movie that I didn't care for. But one of the things I was cool with, I liked that they had Luke Skywalker broken. I like that thing where, like, you don't want to meet your heroes because, like, sometimes they're just not who they want to be. 
Was I a fan when he took his lightsaber and tossed it over his shoulder? No. I hated it. And I felt they made it too comical just because of the reverence that that, that item has. That's just my opinion. But I liked I, him like being like, I'm not teaching you this. The right. Jedi shit. I lost all the people who I tried to train. Like, Because in the books, he has a whole academy. And he's super successful at training all these new Jedi. So they, you know. So you know I, I, I feel like they... <sighs> They have this hero of the galaxy that they took down a peg, you know, and made him so he's like tangible, like he's <clears throat> he's relatable. He has like flaws and like things that we can like go, oh shit, like that. That's a lot of pressure. Like you figure after the Return of the Jedi, he's maybe still like late twenties, ballpark, yeah, if, if that. Yeah, he's still so young, like to be this master Jedi and like have the whole, you know, everything of what Jedi's are supposed to be thrown onto him, essentially. Like, that's a lot. So to see that and then like, you know, what they did, I was like all for it. It's, but then yeah. again, it goes back to like, you know, we, we get what we deserve when, when we bully or, or we get mad and upset because like, look at, look at the early pre-sequels. We could have had the most crazy reveal of like, yeah, Jar Jar Binks was playing the dumb like fool the whole time, and everyone was like, "Nah, we don't want it. We don't want it." I was like, "You realize that's the entire, entire plot of the Usual Suspects that he's just playing the like the officer for a fool the entire time, and walks out, and he's the criminal mastermind." Why would it be out of the realm of possibility for why Jar Jar Binks? Like, I was so for it. And they were like, nah, we ain't doing that. I think, you know what, the Jar Jar Binks thing, and because I was on that camp, if I didn't really, I like, it would have been crazy. I just think there was so much of it. Like, there's so much of Jar Jar Binks in episode one. Just, just like, just so much. Like, I don't need it. I don't need I, all I, that Jar Jar. Yeah. You know, I'm here for. Listen, I love Qui-Gon Jinn. Liam Neeson is a fucking Jedi who's like against the grain. That's, they need more Jedis like Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. They wouldn't find out what was going on with the Sith. Anyway, um, you know, and I think, and then and like kind of seeing with the console and seeing what they were doing and like learning a little bit more about Anakin um, was cool. But I just felt like they, they peppered in too much Jar Jar. Just too much. I mean, you know, he was essentially, he essentially, I think he voted for fucking Palpatine anyway. So, you know, when he was on the Senate. So he still contributed to the nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, anyways. It is what it is. I mean, I'm happy with what we're getting so far. I'm excited for episode four, but now I want to give some shout outs right away. So I got three shout outs coming up. So, first shout out, I want to give a shout out again to Wayward Raven. Guys, the description is in the Kickstarter link is in the description. Check it out. Ascendant number four. They're at their push goals now. Great stuff that they're giving away to all new um, backers. We have Matt Shore, who, um, again, um, I gave that shout out to earlier. Um, Matt Shore is pretty much the creator behind, behind Monster Hunter for Hire. We get to talk to him. Um, the episode drops Friday, so subscribe to get to see that episode. You don't want to miss it. Um, if you want to get it early access to start backing that um, Kickstarter, the description, the description is the link to match to his Kickstarter for Monster, Monster Hunter. Or higher. And the fight Monster Hunter for higher. Yes, thank you. And the last shot I want to give out to is Tiles by Law. Tiles by Law. Law has just dropped his season finale. Spotify well, episode interviewing. Who Who did you interview? Who part, did you interview? Part one of the season finale. So the actual season finale will be this Sunday upcoming. Um, but I interviewed you two lovely folks, my brothers from another mother's, my partners in crime, my, yes. uh, you know, my co-signers and my escapades. What happened to my camera? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Your camera, camera just... just like, nah, bro, we ain't doing nah, this right now. It happens. Good. That's good. the beautiful part for live. But yeah, check it out. Interview bro. is awesome. Law made us sound very, very professional. Asked them some very hard-hitting questions. And, yeah, um, did. I found out that uh, yeah, we're a bunch of weird dudes. So we, it happens. Never mind to that. Bye to my camera. <laughs> well, I 
I, I can switch to my other camera, but uh, the camera's garbage. We ain't got, we ain't got, yeah, we ain't got, yeah, we ain't got to, we, we about to end. I mean, if you want to see Jalal's beautiful face, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check <laughs> out the episode. <laughs> this has been another awesome episode of Nerds Around, guys. We done thanks everyone who came through and watched, participated. My name is Sebastian. My name is Law. And my name is Joan from across. The yeah, line. like that was so weird. Do that over again. Do that over again. Nah, my name is Sebastian. No. Wow. Listen, this is very much like the with it looks like Anchorman. I am Ron Burgundy. Like it's your boy Sebastian. It's your boy Law. Jesus. He's boy. doing it live to you people. I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> this is what we saw. Yo. This is what we go through for pre-recorded episodes, guys. That's why we don't go live. Anyway. Ah! <laughs> uh, it's your boy Tone from across the hall. There you go. There we go. Also, right. be sure to check out the Medusa's Cascade. New episodes drop every week. We're so excited to showcase that campaign D&D podcast for you guys. It's been Seriously. so much fun to put together. It and it gets made this pandemic slightly, slightly better. Anyway, it gets exponentially better with each episode. We promise you that. Promise the audio you. does get much cleaner. Yes, the audio <laughs> gets cleaner. The story and the development and our role playing gets so incredible. Yeah, yeah. and sit through. Maybe I may have some good stuff for you guys, but check it out. Um, so you you cascade. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm giving the did blink. You, the you, We're, guys, look good night. Like you. Also, you were winking with both eyes. Later, everybody. <laughs> Later, <laughs> guys. Yeah. <laughs>